If you focus on the new experience you've gotten from your new environment and compare them with your old self, who wouldn't have known or understood those things, you would realize how much achievement you've acquired. But if you are focusing on the fact that you haven't achieved your ideal, that is making money, making it rain in Canada since you've arrived, it means you're focusing on your gap and that amplifies mental health issues. Now, when you do this reflecting activity, you would realize that you bring a lot of value to the country. Your boss needs you, your community needs you, your family needs you, and there are a lot of opportunity for you to plug yourself into and grow. The question is, are you interested in growing the right way? Hello, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Major Pain Podcast, the only podcast crafted to guide men like you on unraveling your uniqueness to transform the world around you. If you are a lady joining us, feel comfortable to listen as we hope women learn how to build better men through the golden nuggets we will be sharing and learning. Follow this podcast wherever you are listening. Kindly like and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. Happy New Year to you all. I mean, if you are watching this later on in the year 2023, I still wish you a happy new year and I'm rooting for you. Uh, I hope you had a nice time. You had a nice holiday wherever you are in the world. Um, I welcome you to this podcast. If you are joining us, this is a three part series titled The Immigrant Man. In the first episode, we discussed the challenges new immigrant men face in Canada. I know you might be asking, what about me? Who is in a different country? Well, the truth is you can still apply some of the principles that we had talked about, especially looking at the challenges uh, that new immigrant men face. Yes, Canada is a different country and it has its own unique challenges, but you might find some of the challenges a little bit similar and you can learn a lot from the conversation. That first episode, we had an in-depth conversation uh, where we explored a lot of statistics, facts and juice and meat of the matter. A very close friend of mine, John, dropped a comment on YouTube. His comment is a great segue into our today's episode. Today, we'll be focusing on how new immigrant men can improve their mental health. So John commented, he said, in life, there is a significant difference between expectations and reality. And immigrants always have to learn these things the hard way. When I moved from Nigeria to London, I was almost insulted at the idea that I have to do jobs like cleaning offices, toilets, and washing dishes. Nevertheless, I saw it as a means to an end, considering the case of Joseph in the Bible. Yeah, that's what's up. I put in the work and three years later, I got qualified for the so-called better jobs, which came in with three times more income and flexibility. Keyword. So John said, keyword, I put in the work. I observed my new environment and evolved. Keep it up, bro. You are doing great things. Thank you so much, John. I am so joyful and grateful to see that you too are doing great things. So in this episode, I aim to equip you with as many philosophies and essential practices as I believe 
will give you healthy mental health as a newcomer to Canada. The topic mental health is rarely talked about in the newcomer community. It is bizarre for people to admit that mental health exists. Depending on where you are from, you might classify mental health issues as embarrassing or associate them with spiritual entities. Why the latter is true in some cases, we must understand that everyone has a mental health bar. Just like your physical health, there is a mental health segment for everyone. Simple things like joy, happiness, excitement, frustration, homesickness, loneliness, resentment, all these emotions can impact your mental health. How healthy do you want your mental health to be? There is a quote from Ryan Holiday that says, the extent of your struggle determines the extent of your growth. If there's one thing I want to put out there in this episode is that you will go through difficulties as you resettle in Canada, but it is for good. If you aren't a newcomer watching this, trust me, you will learn a lot of things. And like I said earlier, if you are a newcomer in another country, you might learn one or two things that I believe will help you maintain your mental health. Now, let's jump into this. As a newcomer to Canada, you might think you are strong based on the living conditions of your country, uh, that's the country you came from. The longer you stay in Canada, the more you realize that you were a local champion in your previous country, not the acclaimed international champion, as some of the challenges you would face are very foreign and that they can take different shapes and forms. In my last episode, we realized that some simple items others might see as not challenging could be as a scary experience for a new immigrant. I give example as just purchasing a car. Some new immigrant find that very scary. Why some people are like, come on, is it just a car? I mean, some people will be like, I can snap my fingers and I have two cars bought already. Why some new immigrants are like, oh my God, I don't even know how to snap my fingers. So you can see how, uh, people might respond to the same issue, but from different angles. Now, without further ado, let's jump into how you can maintain your mental health. The first way new immigrant men can improve their mental health is to reflect on what brought them here. So I want to ask you a question. Why are you here? Why did you choose Canada? Why not the United States of America or Vietnam? or the Philippines, that's where my wife is from. Or why didn't you choose like, I don't know, why did you choose elsewhere? Why Canada? We often need to remember why we relocated from our original country. Do you remember the hot sun that burnt your skin, the incompetence in the education system and the irresponsible government that made employment very hard? Where about the tribalism, the religious instability, the bad roads, the wickedness, name it. Some of you might have relocated because your life was at risk and you had no choice than to leave. I recently reflected on what my life would be like if I were to go back to Nigeria. It will be completely different from what it was. As a matter of fact, there are some old school pictures of mine that I started uh, like just looking and reflecting on. And I was just thinking like, man, if I was still in Nigeria, I don't know how I would look like right now. I will just be different. I don't know where I would have been, what I've been doing and all that. But then 
I thought about it that right now, if I'm to go back, I will be going with four years of Canadian experience that is irresistible to many multinational companies. I have bags of professional certificates. I have professional etiquette. And I have a diverse perspective on life that I believe would impact those around me. Not to mention, I'll be going with a beautiful Canadian Filipino wife. I would get a six-figure job as a manager or a project supervisor in a nonprofit. I know some people will say it's like, that's very hard, it's difficult, it's impossible. I trust myself. I know what I'm capable of. I mean, I came to this country without anything, without knowing anyone, and I still got it figured out, right? So I believe that I have, not, not, not to talk of now, that I have a lot of things, I believe that I will be able to function and do very well if I'm to get back. Just owning my reality, that's it. And I noticed that a lot of new immigrants are not really owning their reality when they come into Canada. Reflecting on this made me realize how much I have achieved within four years of my stay in Canada. This reflection has humbled me and given me the strength to approach new challenges with excitement. For real, I'm not speaking from a space of pride, I'm speaking from a place of humility. I am super excited. I suffered. I understand everyone is different. An achievement at some point is subjective. Still, it doesn't change the fact that we have significant milestones we desire to accomplish. And when you see someone attain those milestones, you realize it is attainable. To some new immigrant men in Canada, their imagination might not match their reality, so they are stuck in regrets. These regrets can go as far as making them less confident in themselves, leading to them making fatal mistakes in their choices and not networking as much as they should. These men can go as far as seeing themselves as victims when people don't treat them politely. These men forget that people will be humans anyway to find themselves. Humans aren't so nice to each other. That's just one thing I've realized all throughout my stay in Africa and coming over here. How people treat you is more about who they are. The bigger fish you have to fry is doing everything possible to maintain healthy mental health. Perspective plays a huge role in this equation. You can see yourself as a victim or a warrior who needs to master the art of facing his fears and coming out victorious. Another thing I learned when talking about perspective is understanding that many people in Canada are less exposed to other culture. For real. I know we say diversity is our strength, but ignorance within the diversity is flourishing. On the surface, someone might accept you and be respectful, but deep down, they don't care. They don't care about your struggles. They don't care about your pain. They don't care about your fears and all that. This explains why connecting to people from deep within is very hard. Well, that's why I'm here to connect with you. The mental torture can also make an immigrant man aggressive and he might see the need to fight back because he is sometimes pushed to the wall, leading to hostile body language, depending on the situation. I see you. I feel you. Let's take a deep breath. Could you do this with me? If you are in your house, you can pause this video if you are watching. You, if you are listening to this, you can pause the audio when I give you the go ahead, all right? 
if you are reading this, you can pause when I give you the go ahead. What I need you to do is I want you to go make yourself your favorite drink. It could be bubble tea, coffee, smoothie, martini, water, whatever it is. I want you to come back when you're done making yourself that drink. Bring yourself a notebook where you would journal, you would journal your reflections. When you return, take your most comfortable position and resume this video. All right, let's do this. Okay, welcome back. Let's reflect together. I will give you some prompt to aid your reflection. Kind of write anything that stands out for you. You can pause the video at any point to note down your thoughts, all right? Can you remember a typical day when you were in your previous country? What were you most proud of about your day? Yeah, just think about it. Just a typical day that went by. What happened that made you feel so proud of yourself? How about you think about your commute? What was your commute like? My, it could be you calling an Uber, a Lyft, that's if you see your country, or you getting a Grab, that's if that's in your country. I know there are different, like, um, different rideshare apps in different countries. Or it could be that you would hop on a bus, or you will hop on a bike, or you will hop on a tricycle, whatever it is. What was that like? How did that make you feel? What were the things you dreaded the most? It could be how people treated you, it could be your surrounding, it could be the living condition, just name it. Like, I want you to reflect on that. Remember, you can pause this video so you can just journal your thoughts, okay? Now, I need you to answer this question. Why did you dislike those things? How did you feel when the thought of relocating to Canada came into your mind? What was it like going through the application process? What was your attitude like going through the process? I want you to imagine the joy in your face, the, the excitement you felt within from your heart. You know, the thoughts you had in your mind. I want you to relieve that moment. Now, I want you to then try to remember, since you've been in Canada, have you witnessed those things you outlined that you dreaded in your country? You know, you had shared earlier on that you dreaded specific things. Now, I want you to look at those things and ask yourself, since you've been in Canada, have you witnessed those things? If yes, you can highlight them. Like, what are the things in particular? Now, let's flip to the other side and ask yourself, are there things you are grateful for that is in this new environment? Like something this new environment has done for you that is good, something you are grateful. Like, if you haven't been in Canada, this wouldn't have happened. Now, I want you to ask yourself, based on everything you have written, everything you've noted, 
the things you dread the most, the things you are grateful for, I want you to ask yourself, is it what the relocation? Are you happy to be here now that you've seen all these things outlined? I'm curious to know what your answers are. I mean, if you want me to know what your answers are, you can email it to me at majorpainintl at gmail.com. Uh, you see it on the screen. You can send me a message, uh, an email. I'll be excited to read it. And if you want, we can discuss further about these things that you've reflected on. Uh, if your answer is no, that is, was your relocation worth it? If your answer is no, uh, do you think returning is the best thing for your mental health? Like, what are your thoughts about that? Or maybe it could be that you are focusing on the gap and not the gain. According to Dan Sullivan in his co-written book with Benjamin Hadi, there is a quote that reads, The way to measure your progress is backwards against where you started, not against your ideal. So where you started was the country you came from. And your ideal is your thoughts about your future in Canada. Oh, I want to buy a house. I want to have six-figure business. I want to da-da-da, whatever it is. That's your ideal. Now, when you gauge yourself based on your ideal, there's a complete gap. Because you are not there yet. You haven't achieved those things. The, the person you need to be to achieve those things is not who you are right now. But when you had to reflect to the past and you see the things that you've been able to achieve, the things you are grateful for, the progress you have made, you will see the gain. So you had to focus on the gain and not the gap because today was yesterday's future. Therefore, your future is going to be a present someday. However, you have to work towards it. And that starts by embracing and appreciating the present. I mean, you know, the famous uh, cotton Kung Fu powder. <laughs> I said Kung Fu powder. <laughs> Probably that could be the name of a brand. I just, yeah, for real, Kung Fu powder. <laughs> I'm telling you, well, you know the cotton Kung Fu Panda, right? Uh, where he said that... Um, Today is a present, right? That's why it's called present. Today is a gift to you. So you have to appreciate it. Honestly, these are things I cannot do for you. These are things that you have to do for yourself. But I find this very effective. I've done this activity a lot. I've journaled on it always. And that has really helped my thought. And when I'm not journaling, I'm reflecting on it. And it has really helped me bring myself to good perspective and hold myself and own my reality and also be happy to know that I am in the present. This life right now that I'm enjoying is a gift and I have to cherish it. And whatever it is that my future is going to be, I'm definitely going to achieve those things because I achieved today. So that's my way of building a healthy mental health. If you focus on the new experience you've gotten from your new environment and compare them with your old self, who wouldn't have known or understood those things, you would realize how much achievement you've acquired. But if you are focusing on the fact that you haven't achieved your ideal, that is making money, making it rain in Canada since you've arrived, it means you're focusing on your gap and that amplifies 
mental health issues. Now, when you do this reflecting activity, you would realize that you bring a lot of value to the country. Your boss needs you, your community needs you, your family needs you, and there are a lot of opportunity for you to plug yourself into and grow. The question is, are you interested in growing the right way? Number two thing new immigrant men need to do to improve their mental health is they need to cut off the drains. We sometimes have second chances in life as we get to live once. I see relocation as the second chance you deserve to do the things you've always wanted to do. To live a new life, you would need to do something new and different from what you are used to. Earlier, you reflected on the things that weren't working in your previous country and what you are most grateful about so far you've been here. Have you attempted to give those positive kicks you feel deep within you a chance? I have never had a better life until I let go of some friendship. I noticed some folks were trying to rest their responsibilities on me as though I am their savior. I have seen friends who tried to guilt trip me or even guilt trip other people I know who have relocated. There are specific support system you need to dismantle in order to set up a new support system. The reason is that the previous support system isn't in tune with the reality that you find yourself in. Therefore, it would be tough to communicate specific issues unlike the new support system that fully understand the situation you find yourself. Now, I'm not saying you should destroy healthy friendships. You need to be very observant about what is saving you and what is draining you. Review the things that is draining your mental health. It could also drain you financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically, causing you to be mentally unhealthy. You need to cut the drain, bro, for sure. Now, the third aspect or the third way new immigrant men can improve their mental health is take your resettlement as a course. Ignorance makes you mentally unhealthy. I'm so sorry, there's specific knowledge that you have to seek for yourself. Your resettlement is equal to enrolling in a lifetime course on which you get tested and examined. You have to unlearn certain things because they cannot be applied to your new environment. You need to be active in learning about the history, the culture, the mentality, how people want to be approached, spoken to, treated, and so on. One way I learned some off-scripted, life-changing lessons is by befriending older folks. Yeah, I mean it. The seniors in the land, trust me, they might not be as tall as you expect them to be, but they can see so far and they know a lot. People who have lived here a long time, they are excited to share their knowledge with you. I'm telling you because I noticed that they were so excited to share their knowledge with me. We had great conversation and they told me a lot of things about life and how a lot of things have changed and I was able to see the transition that took place, you know, and just hearing different people's stories gave me this type of confidence and competence to even approach my daily life. I use this as opportunity to ask questions and get unique answers filled with wisdom. You should try that. Depending on the industry that you are building your career, you should take certification courses, either paid or free. I know I see some people who are like, oh, I don't have money to go to college. I don't have money to go to university or the pathway I use in coming to Canada doesn't permit me to go to a university. I get it for sure. 
But do you know that there are a lot of free resources? There are a lot of online platforms that you can learn high quality, valuable, or you can even get certifications either at a low budget or for free. Now, you might say you don't have the money to take the course. You can create a plan to raise the capital to pay for the course. These are some of the conversations we have in our newcomer mentorship program. If you are interested in finding more about the newcomer mentorship program, please feel free to hit the link in the description or you can feel free to message me using uh, my email or just visit my website and you'll be able to learn more about the newcomer mentorship program. Now, still speaking about taking your resettlement as a course, do you know you can use professional development to boost your mental health? So back in 2018, when I relocated to Canada, I remember the organization I worked with, they paid for a course titled Anti-Racism, Anti-Oppression at Toronto Hostel Training Center. They paid for other courses such as Critical Youth Work, Bridging Theory and Practices at York University. Shortly after, I took a free online course at EDEX on community development. This gave me the professional confidence to apply for a project coordinator opportunity. I got the job. Later, the organization that I was then working for paid for me to take a community development intensive course, and it was very efficient for my community work. Did you know that most workplaces have a budget for professional development? If you aren't aware, you should ask during your interview or you can ask your HR if you are currently employed. Some organizations can offer to pay half of the total amount while you cover the rest. Why some organizations, if they have enough budget and if you have been a good staff, they might end up covering everything for you. I mean, that was my experience also. I just took a course in um, a certified digital marketing course at York University and trust me, my organization paid for everything. They were like, hey, Paul, we see that you've been acing your goals like crazy and you sure deserve this moment, you know? So uh, yeah, like it, it, it could happen. Some people are really lucky. It's not just me. There are other people I speak with who are opportunity to get this opportunities, right? So you need to tap into it. In general, there are helpful courses out there that will significantly help you in your resettlement. Courses in psychology, uh, you can take a course such as emotional intelligence and social psychology. These courses will teach you how to achieve healthy mental health. I stress psychology because it goes deeper than teaching you about emotions, but the history of these emotions. It will equip you with a mindset to understand people better. Another way to build yourself is to learn more about the situation you are going through. If you are single, I would advise you to learn more about singlehood in Canada. Some people don't know why being a single in Toronto is crazy and stressful. They've not researched into it. They might just hear surface conversation or my friend said this, that person said this, but they don't understand what exactly is the issue. So I would advise you to do your research. There are YouTube videos uh, and there are a lot of people talking about it. There's a couple of articles that I feel you would definitely should read. Uh, I'll be talking more about this as time goes on. So you want to stay tuned to that conversation because I know 
so many people are interested in relationship gist, especially the single folks. Now, if you are a refugee, you can try as much as possible to learn more about immigration law, if that's possible. Uh, if you are going through a divorce, you can learn more about family law, if that's possible. It will save you money and time, trust me, because you will be empowered and equipped to ask the right question alongside stay informed on the process involved in your case. Many lawyers will charge you a massive sum of money per hour, but if you are informed, at least you won't be stressed out and that would really improve your mental health. Now, the fourth way that new immigrant men can improve their mental health is plan your life. Let's do a check-in. How do you feel so far? I know this is a lot, but we are making progress, right? Questions for you. What are the pillars of your life? Pillars are structures that we build our lives on. Pillars could be family, career, finance, community, spirituality, education, relationship, name it. Whatever pillar you have, you need to plan how you intend to build each post so that they are structured equally, strengthened, nurtured, and maintained. It's sad to see that many new immigrant men are living imbalanced life, which is why their lifetime structures can come crashing down in a matter of months or few years. Take for example, a man who focuses on his career and doesn't build a community will likely have limited opportunity should he not network with others in the community. Okay, I know that sounded as though I was rhyming, but yeah, I'm vibing. <laughs> A man who only focuses on his relationship will perform far less than others who create a balanced system in getting involved in the community, building his spirituality, acquiring professional certifications, and so on. A planned life is that which works in phases. This is why you need a mentor like myself to work with you in creating those strategic goals and plans so that you can seamlessly build your pillars. There are effective ways to plan your financial pillar to boost your mental health. I don't know if anyone told you, bills don't care about your feelings, trust me. So you wanna make sure that you have those feelings checked right in time by building your goals in phases and making sure that your pillars are well built. Now, the fifth way new immigrant men can improve their mental health is build community. It would help if you put yourself out there to be found. Your mental health hinges on the people you are surrounded by. The more empowered they are, the more strength you draw from them when things aren't going well for you. If you are married, you can always go right if you invest your time in ensuring your family members are stable, happy, and inspired to excel. If you are alone, then focus on the closest person around you. The quality of friends you have and the professional networks you make are excellent acquisition for your resettlement. Building a community can go as far as joining a gym club, sport club, church group, volunteering, and doing other community-driven activities. Now, the last component of how newcomer men can improve their mental health is seek mentorship. I understand that where you are coming from, you might be a boss 
or a well-respected individual, but the moment you decide to call Canada your home, you might lose the status until you re-establish yourself here, which takes time. In those time, you will be tested. You need to strategize, you need tools, you need resources and networks to solve problems. That's where I come in. In the next episode, I will discuss why new immigrant men needs a mentor. Or we can say why they need major pain, but trust me, why you need a mentor it could be someone else who is available to assist you. But I want you to make sure that you get it right. I know in this episode, I've spoken a lot of things. I have mispronounced a lot of things like Kung Fu powder. Who knows? Maybe that's a business idea for someone. You might be aware about some things that uh, I might have made mention in this episode, uh, speaking about the activity we did and, you know, some of the uh, points I've given on how you can boost your mental health. But I'm curious to hear from you. What do you think I missed? What have you been practicing? What stood out for you in maintaining your mental health? Please feel free to share with me and I will see you in the next episode. Make sure you check out my website, www.majorpainintl.ca. Check the link in the description for the Newcomer Mentorship Program link so you can visit it and just see what the program is like and the three areas that we cover and if that resonates with you. I wish you a fantastic day. Stay awesome and I'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.